Coming to you live from Studio 13 at Power Team Studios in beautiful Orlando, Florida, it's Crumb Shoes, the Crime Scene Kitchen Podcast. All right, Crumb Shoes, welcome back. My name is Nick Perez, he, him. And I am Christine Perez, she, they. And we are joined by the season two champion. Oh my goodness, this is so, so, so exciting for us. Uh, we are talking to the winners of Crime Scene Kitchen season two, Amber and Yaz. How are you two today? <laughs> I think Amber did it too, but it was it was it, it was so good at like it 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 didn't pick up with it yeah. recording. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you both did it. No, I mean I I feel we feel good. We feel I good. Bet. <laughs> like, I'm trying to re go back to that you know that moment because what that was a couple weeks ago that it aired, and so I feel like we're kind of now starting to come down a little bit from it. But yeah, we felt we that feel, makes sense. Yeah. Well, let's, because I think, I think this is going to be one of people's biggest questions is what was, what was that year like in between, hmm. uh, in between recording and having to keep this massive life-changing secret from everyone, you know, because 11 other teams had to keep a secret. But it wasn't as <laughs> it, yeah. it wasn't as huge a secret. So how difficult was that? And then how did two weeks ago actually revealing the finale, seeing it with everyone, how did that feel as compared to how it felt at the time? That's a big question, but whoever <laughs> wants to start. No, it's a great question. I think um we've been people have been asking us that question. Um it's a great way to start this podcast. <laughs> I, you know, I, I I figured you've been dying to get things like this off your chest. So so yeah, I figured I'd just start with that, and then we might go back to 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 how baking started. But I want to hear this. Um, for a whole year, it was uh, just Amber and I's little secret, and so we would just giggle. <laughs> we giggled. <laughs> oh we God. giggled a lot about it. You know, occasionally we would rehash it, and then you play. Um, so what would you do with the money? <laughs> right <laughs> yeah, we played that a lot like and then you know over the year you know it always changed what we do with that money and um it's still it's still foundational it's still you know what we said in the very beginning but also it was just kind of like our little secret you mm -hmm. know that nobody knew about and how can we keep keep get the momentum going um for this whole year but just still have fun with it yeah mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah and then we we had this saying uh wrap this up b like let's wrap yeah. this up like let's go let's go let's let's you know what i mean it's done we finished filming let's wrap this up b run me my money any idea how long it was gonna be like no between... oh my god <laughs> no because initially Initially, our understanding was they wanted to do fall 2022, and then the next understanding was winter 2023. And so, honestly, when it didn't come out for that winter time, we were like, "Well, shoot, they actually might not air this season." You know, like that. You know, because that's also, you know, in our contract that it may not air. You know what oh, I mean? Wow. So, yeah. So once winter 23 came and. We were at that year mark and it still hadn't came out. We were like, Eesh. you know, we might not be wow. here. No. Yeah. Wow. Well, Whoa. I'm so glad for all of us that it aired. Uh, <laughs> did, do they not pay you until it's actually announced? If you can tell if, us. If, you, if this is something you want to talk about. Um. Do they not? What do you mean? Do they not? Give like, us like, did you get paid when you won or did you get paid more recently? No, generally, whenever, and this goes for most most any show that's on, um, they won't give you money for winning a show until it's aired. And then they have like a three to four month period where it's in that window where you'll get it. Oh, um, okay. Got, so yeah. we just started so that window. Yeah, that's 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 pretty standard for for most shows, most competition shows. They don't they don't give it to you once they finish filming because again, if it doesn't actually air, 
you know, you technically didn't win this show. So. Oh my God. Wait, would they not, if, if a show didn't air, would they not pay the, the people? No. <gasps> no. That is shocking. I didn't no. know that. Yeah. That's terrifying. That is terrifying. I would have thought that would be illegal. Yeah. Huh. That's I think amazing. it may be illegal if you don't sign a contract. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I no, mean, I just know there's like standards of practices with game shows. I'm just really surprised, but that that's, oh. this is great information to know. Again, yeah. this is why we talk to, to insiders like yourself. So, wow, that's really interesting. Well, I'm very glad it got aired <laughs> even more than a minute ago. I'm so glad it aired. So, okay, well, that... <laughs> wow that's really fascinating and, well, yeah okay. that's that's how we felt <laughs> yeah, I, I, bet. So, I mean i guess so, they, when, they... so did you find out because we just found out uh you know when we saw the commercial in like may so when when did you find out find out it's airing when you saw when the commercial when y'all found out <laughs> wow. Oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> wow awesome that it must have been your favorite commercial you've ever seen probably <laughs> Yeah, we had to run it back a few times. <laughs> Is this the one I was in? Because they, they could have filmed five more in the time oh, yeah. in the time we've been off. Yeah, all right. Well, uh, but yeah, I, I, I'd love to go back to, to the beginning of baking uh, just and how you two got together. And, you know, obviously we, we, we've seen some of it on the show, but I, I know there's there's got to be a lot more. Uh, some of it we learned in Bake Files, which uh, if uh, those who are listening have not already seen or heard Bake Files, I would very much encourage you to go back and watch those. Those are shows that Amber and Yaz did on Instagram. Yay! Uh, are, uh, yeah, yeah. And those are those are all on T's uh, feed, right? I know that that's where we found them. Are they on y'all's uh, Instagram? No, I think, or? I think they're, on, they're all on his. his they're all on T's. Okay. Because for the most part, he was the one that would initiate it would like start the kind of call thing so that's on Cirque du Soufflé on Instagram but that was a show that Amber Yaz T and Fatty did uh every week after the show and it's incredible amazing insight into what was going on yeah uh you know hopefully we'll have some good follow-up questions from that but uh who whoever wants to feel this first have you both been baking your whole lives or is this something you did more recently um I've been baking since high school I started in high school. I went to a vocational school. Um, that was my trade in high school. It was culinary plus baking. And then by the 11th grade, it was constant baking ever since. And so we don't need to tell my age, but <laughs> no, <that's okay. laughs> I've been baking all my life. Yes. Okay. That's awesome. All right. Yeah. No, that's not my story. <laughs> yeah. I started baking until like after college. Um, oh, after wow. my four-year university my mom is the baker my mom is is the cook so I really never felt a need to because she had a handle so <laughs> it's like I'm just gonna stand in the kitchen and uh get the remnants but yeah I didn't I didn't start well until after after college Amber did your mom try to teach you then or 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 no not really so she she wanted to make sure that all of us knew how to sustain ourselves you know like when you get out of my house you know i want you to make sure you know how to eat um <laughs> yeah so like, well i can do that you yeah. don't even you don't gotta be making ramen every night you know what <laughs> I mean? i'm about to teach you how to cook this peking duck yeah that was her and no exaggeration um so yeah like she she wanted us to and i'm my guess is she didn't want to have to continue to do the lion's share of the work as well so yeah and then yes you said you started your training in high school so did you know early on that's what you wanted like did you already have a plan as 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 a child yeah for the most part my father went to culinary school um and he also went to um barbering school and um he was a master barber and this was just kind of like something that, you know, oh, I'll probably either become a barber or I'll do something in the culinary field. My grandmother always baked cakes and sold cakes to any and everybody for the holidays. And it just made sense for me to do that. I never imagined myself behind a desk. Yeah. I understand yeah. that completely. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. I like that. So then did you, after after that initial like trade school training or classical training, we can talk more about that. <laughs> I went to culinary school. So I went to okay. culinary school. I have a full um, culinary degree. 
Um, but I still had a passion and a love for baking. I did not like coming home smelling like garlic. And <laughs> so I found the internship that I could do just baking. And that's what happened. Actually, I started in Florida. Um, oh, wow. And yeah, in um, Florida Keys. I worked oh. at in Sarasota. I worked at the resort at the Longboat Key Club. Okay. Awesome. Was that... Was that the Keys or Sarasota? Which Sarasota? I'm sorry, Sarasota. Oh, okay, got you. Mm -hmm. Have mm -hmm. you worked in the Keys too, then, or, or? No, just in just oh, okay. um in Sarasota. Yeah. Oh, okay. so it's like, you. you know, you're in Sarasota, and then you got to go across a bridge, and um, it's the island. It's called Longbow Key. Oh. Cool. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know there were in there. We should. That sounds cool. Yeah, I didn't know there were there were. Keys, like islands there too uh yeah so and it's like spending time in sarasota yeah it's the only it's where the all the pink sand beaches are and white sand beaches pink sand beaches we'll have to go there that sounds amazing yeah we're gonna have to go that sounds awesome very cool very so barbie core of them awesome so uh so you went uh you went right into that did you ever like work in the family business any of the family business because you said your family did stuff like that as well or did you just kind of go out on your own i just always have been out on my own okay. yeah mm -hmm. yeah and amber so you said you you started later do you have another track at first yeah um i actually went to school for engineering so i went to university of new orleans um for architecture and um naval architecture marine engineering yeah. oh wow before I went to culinary school. Wow. So did you not like architecture and engineering or? Well, you could thank Hurricane Katrina for that. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it was, uh, I think, 2005, I guess. Um, yeah. uh, I wasn't, you know, one of the people that evacuated. So I was actually there during the entire thing. Um, we were there for like five days before um, we got rescued and was shipped to Houston. And then before I got home. And so I ended up um, taking like a year off and kind of like soul searched and knew I didn't want to go back to New Orleans. I just, it was too traumatic for me. And the only other school that actually had, um, my degree was University of Michigan. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, nah, she's not going to Michigan. <laughs> That's not a thing. That's not happening. Um, I, I just, it was too far away from my family at that time. And so I took a year off and I kind of just soul searched, I actually took a cruise and I was like, oh, I like this cruise. I want to actually work on a cruise ship because I, I wanted to build cruise ships and I wanted to work on them. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so it was me talking to one of my friends um, in the basement of church where we were at and talking about, you know, opening a restaurant and doing this. And, you know, she would do savory because she was actually in culinary school to do savory. And she was like, what if you did sweet? And I was like, well, what if I did? So I started working working full time and then going to culinary school at night um to get my to get my degree <laughs> wow that's amazing and you were working in a restaurant or what were you no I worked for one of the most coveted jobs in Birmingham which is I worked for the University of Alabama at Birmingham and so once you get in the co the collegiate system down there you don't leave like people retire you know what I mean because they have good benefits you can go back mm -hmm. to college and get as many degrees as you want your kids can get as many degrees as they want for free awesome. you know your pension is great so mostly everybody wants to get in at UAB and so um, I took a job there when I left um New Orleans so I was going nine to five um sorry I have nine to five being an office um service specialist which means I was an assistant to contractors doctors that were getting grants and things like that um and then going to culinary school five to ten p.m wow oh my god awesome oh I, I well I that's, think that's incredible well, I don't know what culinary I mean I I figured it was kind of an all-day sort of affair usually yeah. but I did wow yeah. so yeah. I think it depends on if you go somewhere like CIA or Johnson and Wells where they have like four-year degrees mm -hmm. then they do, do school from what I understand how normal universities do school yeah okay. I went to Johnson and Wales so it's full it's just regular, you know, school. 
you know, you're still okay. on college campus, you still get the full college experience. Um, oh, you still have all the classes and then in between, I mean, it's, it's culinary. Um, so you, you know, you do mixology, you do, um, meat cutting class, you learn how to do storeroom, you learn how to, you know, set up a dining room. Oh, that's when I knew I didn't want to do savory. When we had to do fabrication, I said, oh no, oh no, this is not Fabrication? Yeah, what's yeah. fabrication? Um, when you basically learn how to break down proteins. So we would get like whole oh, wow. pigs, whole cows, you know, because in pastry, you don't just do pastry. You have to learn knife skills. And then like a culinary 101 type of situation where you learn mother sauces and all the basics of culinary um, and meat fabrication was one of those classes. And it was in that class where I knew don't put me in nothing savory. I can do yeah. it. Yeah, nah, don't put me in nothing savory. So I, I will, I was going to say this. I, I feel like it depends on in what part of the school year you take those classes, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, um, we didn't call it fabrication. It was just me cutting class. You're, they turn the air conditioning on. Your the classroom turns into one really large refrigerator freezer situation. It's a freezer when you do ice sculptures. It's the refrigerator when you're butchering cases and cases of chicken. And um, for me, I stopped eating meat for a while <laughs> after that class yeah. because yeah. I yeah. had that I had that class first thing in the morning. So you're butchering all cases and cases of all kinds of meat at eight o'clock in the morning and learning about, you know, all the body parts. And you really don't want meat after that. And we took a tour of a meat packaging plant. Uh -huh. And oh, um, no. after that, I was like, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely just doing baking um, after that. You know, yeah. it takes a you know, shout out to everybody who works hey. in meat packing plants. Um up to you. We love you. Um, crab picking plants, you know, we love you, especially here Appreciate in Maryland. We love everybody who picks crab meat. They are underrated. That is why it costs that much. That is it takes a very special person. It really does. To do that. Yeah. In dedication. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you... So when you made the maple bacon donuts, was that a difficult dessert for you to make? No, 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 no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we still cook, but like, nah, like nah. nah. We, <laughs> no, we know no, how no. to feed our families and feed ourselves, and it'd be really good for sure. But yeah, like doing it as a, a job, and like she said, like I, I stopped wanting to eat meat after that. But even after we took Serve Save, I stopped wanting to eat. Period. Like I didn't want to eat. <laughs> I know like, too I much. Like oh, I didn't, even, I didn't even want water. Like I was like, it's something and everything. Like I'm, I'm, mm -mm. Mm -mm. take serve, save. Your eyes will be woke. Mm -hmm. Oh my god! Is 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 serve safe like a food handling course? I guess. Yes. Yeah. It is a very in depth food handling course that everyone you know in the industry should take. But man, when when you learn just about everything that's in our food and everything that could happen and all the different. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna leave it right there. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, get, getting into that is for our other podcast, uh, Hell's Podcast, the Ramsey Report, where they get into what can really happen in the bad kitchen. Yes, <laughs> yeah, leave it for that. Oh my God. Oh yeah. So what is it? A bachelor's degree that you get, or is it? Is it called a different type of degree? Uh, I think you yeah, can... I got a bachelor's degree, right? Um, I have an associate's. I did two years. Okay. Um, I didn't. I didn't go on for the the bachelor's degree, but actually, before we got on this phone call, I was on on the phone with another friend of mine. He has um he has his bachelor's, and so most of my friends who went on for their bachelor's, they either no longer cook in the kitchen, um, they're more front of the house. They run hotels, restaurants, you know, assistant livings, you know, things like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, I I have an associate's degree as well, so kinship there. Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, you, I it, took six years of college. I don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> and it'd be like that too. And it'd be yeah. like, that too. and that's fine. And that's yeah. fine. That was Ab not your journey. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Uh, so then, so Amber, so you you started moving around at that point. Uh, actually, can you tell us about the cruise ship? Because you talked about it a bit on. Oh yeah. Bake files, and I'd love yeah. to hear more about it. Uh, I feel like the cruise ship is one of the things that probably shaped me the most in my career and my journey. Um, but I didn't like start out on a cruise ship. Like, so when I finished culinary school, um, we had to do an internship or what we call the externship. And so uh, I was in Alabama at the time and I took an externship in Vail, Colorado um, with 
this uh, artisanal gelato and chocolate company. And so oh. I worked, for, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right on, right on the mountain. You know, you come down from your, you know, the gondola, and we're like right, we were like right there at the base on on Beaver Creek and in Vale. Um, and so I, you know, I pretty much learned the art of chocolates and the art of like true, true gelato, which you won't really find a lot here in the States. Um, but they, you know, they sourced all their stuff from actually Rimini, Italy. Um, so it was pretty dope. Wow. And um, once I <laughs> made the decision to leave there um, after about almost like a year and a half is when I got the opportunity um, to go, you know, on the cruise ship. And it's funny because I just posted a story about how I left to go. And like my manager actually threw a book at me when I told her that I was leaving. Um, and so it was just, it was definitely a very, uh, <laughs> a very interesting time to say the least, but the show was amazing. Yeah. I have a question. I'm, I'm sorry. I got a question. First of all, I have yet to have Amber's gelato. I feel like that is a sin and a shame. Um, second of all, when you were on the cruise ship, um, because I considered it many, many moons ago, mm-hmm. but do you, are you sharing your your suite, you know, with a random person? You know, is it somebody on your shift? You know, how does that work? Yeah, no. So, um, well, actually, generally, they will put you, they'll put you with somebody that will have the same shift as you. Mm-hmm. But my first, my first contract was um, another girl from the U.S., um love her so much um and she we actually came over at the same time and we were doing um what they called a confectionery assistance um and so this is basically your first time working on a cruise ship and so okay. they took on about six of them from the U.S. the company that I worked for okay second question um do you automatically start on like the dead man shift you know 12 mm-hmm. to you know Not 12 o'clock in the morning though. Okay. So it so it de- I'll say this. It depends on the ship you work for. I worked for in a really amazing company. It was a boutique company. And so there was only three shifts and one of them was for the night baker and that mm-hmm. night baker was like that was the only person that did that. Like they specifically okay. hire a chef for that. Um so you would work two shifts pretty much. You would work from um 8 until 2 when the ship docks and then mm-hmm. 5 until 12. Um, your last service so that that was it you either work those shifts or you buy the baker shift okay learning so much yeah yeah Yeah. so i I remember when uh on bake files you were talking about your time on the ship and that uh because it was after the crepe cake uh, and so you're saying you know how uh i love how you were saying you didn't even use the the crepe pan because it didn't even occur to you because you're just like this is how i make crepes i just make them in a regular pan i guess and, so many uh, things just did not occur to us. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. like, because we're so used to just making it work. Yeah. Wow. That if we don't see this object that we could use in front of us, we're going to go with what we know and make it work. I love um, that. I love so, that mentality. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see no crate pan nowhere. So, it was, and maybe yeah. there was one, but it just, it did not occur to me to use it. There was <laughs> one. Everybody else used it. <laughs> we did. No, but when I, you know how you can ask culinary for stuff though? Like, did they right. ask culinary for the crepe pan or was the crepe pan down in the shelf? No, they asked for it. See, this is what I'm saying. If it wasn't in sight, <laughs> yes. I, you know, I wouldn't think to ask for it. Like the proof box. I, you know, like, instead of making it. <laughs> yeah, true, true, so, true. They don't yeah. know about the proof box. <laughs> I've heard of the proof box. Do you all, they don't they know about the proof how box. how y'all proof stuff there. So... So we'll start with the first challenge, the donut challenge. We know we have to make donuts. Donuts need to rest and rise and everything. So in my world, make it work. You just leave it on the counter, put it on top of the oven. You know, if you don't have a proof box, you know, hope for the best. The kitchen is warm. That happens. In Amber's world, it was put a pot on the stove, fill it with water, you know, put the sheet pan with the dough on top of that and then wrap the whole thing in plastic. 
that's what we did for the donut challenge. We had amazing, you know, amazing rise on our donuts. Not once did it ever occur to us to ask for a proof box. Did not know that was a thing. I didn't, I don't know why, just because I've never, you know, either there's a very large proof box in the kitchen or a small proof box, or it's something that's been like a piece of random equipment that, you know, I've had chefs who've converted and made into proof boxes. So ah. there's never been the real thing. I mean, I have had the real thing, but I've never just seen a countertop proof box. I'm not proofing bread at home. So, right. <laughs> well, yeah. here's the thing. I knew there was a proof box because I remember seeing them use it in season one when they were doing the wreath thing, the wreath dough. Oh. And I was oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I said, oh, Amber, remember did you? they have proof boxes. Remember to ask them for the proof box. But again, <laughs> one of those things where it just kind of go in here and you go in the kitchen and you just totally forget. And I was like, ah, oh, crap. But we we ended up using it toward the end when it just really didn't matter. But uh, on another challenge. But yeah, I just I just totally forgot about it and knew it and told myself to remember it and did not. <laughs> Well, but I there's think, so much going on. I yeah. Can't, yeah. No, I, I don't blame you at all. But I, but I think for the two of you, re, your resourcefulness is mm-hmm. is one of your greatest assets, and the fact that like I can like you're you're so hardworking. You're so uh, you're so like we're gonna make this work, mm-hmm. you know, and we're gonna find a way. And you're you're not you you just you're not even you're not even gonna skip a beat about it. You just keep going, and I love that. And I think that's that that's a big part of why you're so successful on the show. So, and we love seeing that in, in your, in your teamwork. Uh, but I, I do want to go back to the, uh, the um, uh, finish on the cruise, just because you were talking about a chef who would throw away all your crepes if oh, they were yeah. wrong. So is that, but, but you were also saying at the beginning of this, that the, that the cruise may have been your best experience. So what, so what was it about the experience that was most formative for you or, or you look back on so, so fondly? So I think one of the biggest things is I remember um, in 2006, at the beginning of the year, I let one of my friends talk me into doing a vision board. Never been my thing um, because I just, I I never really saw the need or, you know, it didn't resonate to do that. But on this, she's like, yo, let's just do it. You know, you're lost right now. You're trying to figure, you know, where you're going, where you're going to do, let's just do this board. Cool. So, you know, I put on the board, um you know all the places I wanted to visit and like Sydney Australia was in one Auckland New Zealand was in one I wanted to go to Paris I wanted to go to Italy um I wanted to go to Canada and so I put all these different places on this board and when I got my first um opportunity to go on the ship and saw the contract the contract the first contract was Canada and an Alaska. So I would do Canada and Alaska for, I think, a month before we hit the sea to go over to um, Europe. And so um, we stopped in Australia, four or five different places. It stops in um, South Korea. It stopped in um, New Zealand. It stopped in Russia. Like it stopped in just about every single place that I wanted to go on this dream board. And then wow. my second contract, I hit just about every other space that I oh. the place that I wanted to go. Um, and so you're talking about a girl, you know, from Birmingham, Alabama, you know, um, inner city, not really seeing the world, you know, in my future. Like that was just, that was really big for me. You know, my mom always, you know, taught us that, you know, the sky's the limit and we can go where we want to go and, and do, but, you know, just dream it and, and then work for it you know, this was that opportunity um, to see some places that I've only seen in books and on TV. And as far as like work-wise, I mean, you heard the schedule, like it's eight to two, you get a two hour break, maybe get off the ship and go see some stuff. And then it's five to 12. And then if we had USPH cleaning, which means that when we docked in the morning, the US was going to be coming aboard, that means we're cleaning and scrubbing the kitchen until three o'clock in the morning or four, depending on if the chefs come through with their flashlights and they're looking under and inside of everything you're standing there you're cleaning um so it taught me a really amazing work ethic um it taught me how to rally and push through but we also did so many different types of cuisines you know that I had never done before um that I you know have in my my repertoire now and I I tell anybody if you don't have kids and you're not tied down 
and you want to see the world, go work on a cruise ship. Go work on a a cruise ship, but specific ones. I wouldn't work on a carnival or World Caribbean. They're just too big and you're really just a number. But my my experience with the ship I was on was was absolutely amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, we've known a lot of people who have done that. And 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 they have all said that, yeah, like it's it's an amazing experience. Yeah, you can stack money easy. Like, (laughs) I mean, because you ain't really spending it because you're on the ship. Um, but it's just, it's a really good way to see the world and make a little money. So cool. So Yaz, so what, what, what would be, uh, your biggest formative experience as far as work on the way to where you are now? Oh gosh. I mean, (laughs) how are you not ready? How are you not ready? (laughs) I don't know, because to me, it's just all work you know what I mean it's just yeah it's just all work and so mm, the biggest thing uh, oh oh well I've worked more at mm, (laughs) (laughs) I've worked for I've worked for a four-star five five diamond resort I've you know I've worked for you know the only five star when we did have it in the state of Maryland hotel um and it has been like all the celebrities used to come into there. I've actually stood in the kitchen with Julia Childs and watched her do her magic, which is that's probably right up there at the top of my list. I didn't have an opportunity to talk to her because service was still going on, but she was in the kitchen like all day baking and she made her chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've 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 served Bill Clinton, I've served um Hillary Clinton um Barack Obama you know like I've I've done um oh I've done Duchess of York I believe that's her name um Is that Fergie? The, yeah I've done Fergie I've done Fergie a couple of times ow, 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 before Weight Watchers ain't after mm-hmm. not before <laughs> <laughs> wait um, the Duchess or the oh yeah she's not the podcast piece okay, okay. <laughs> yeah and what's the what's the guy who um passed away with Princess Diana Oh, um, yeah. yeah, I've fed him quite a few times. He used to come, he used to be a regular, um, in the restaurant, you know, so like, you know, like all of these people, you know, sometimes you see them in the hallway, sometimes they know your name and your face and other times they don't. And so now to me, it's just like, okay, what's the guest count? How many how long am I going to have to be in this kitchen? You know, so much about your personality now. This explains so much yeah you have a, a, a wealth of knowledge and a lot of stuff just don't phase you for real you know what I mean but I mean how could it when you're serving people like the Duchess of York and in the kitchen with Julia Childs like you know what I mean yeah I mean we just talked that you remember we just said I said Jock Torres you know like we had um because it was the only five-star hotel um and the hotel that I worked for they had a partnership and deal with John Hopkins Hospital. And so all the princesses and princes from Saudi Arabia would come with their whole team and, you oh, know, have their, have their full checkup. And so I would be in the kitchen with all their staff, you know, watching them prepare wow. all the foods and just I taking in information. I hated those buyouts. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I love them. I love them. I, I, you were, I couldn't stand him. I could not stand him because our chef just used to get on my nerves because they would literally buy out like entire floors. Yeah. You know, and they would remodel the floors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not kidding. Like ripping up carpet, oh. moving oh. like yeah, they Oh yeah. One time they slaughtered a whole pig. Yeah, they they uh, yeah. no whole so, no whole lamb. I don't no, until this day. I think that people do not under, know how they got it into the hotel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So. and then they, if they didn't have their team, they had specific recipes you had to follow, and they would want it, you know, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Now, mind you, a lot of times they wouldn't even touch it, but oh they had God. to have the option of having it there. It, it so was, that was. That wasn't my experience. My experience oh, was they their entire staff would be 
in the kitchen preparing all the food. And so we would just rearrange the kitchen. And so we would have conversations, you know, we would see what they were making. They would show us, you know, how to make certain dishes. We learned, we talked about, you know, how long they, you know, travel with the prince or the princess, you know, how they save their money, how, why are they doing it? You know, it was just different. It was totally different. The, the amount of rose water I have smelled over the years. Yeah, that too. We, lot, yeah. we definitely had different experiences. When, yeah, yeah. When it comes so, to that. Yeah, so I mean, basically, that's that's my history. I've been around um, for a while, and <laughs> <laughs> for a while, I've fed a lot of people. Um, some know who I am, and some do not. But I'm pretty sure there's not too many desserts in Baltimore, Maryland, that my hands have not touched. We were just actually having this conversation last mm -hmm. week. And I told Yaz and I looked at her and we were just talking about everywhere she's where. I was like, these people don't really know about you. Like, they don't know that you have worked in some of the top places here in this city and done so. They don't even know. They don't even know. It's, it's pretty dope. Wow. wow. This, like, learning about y'all's backstories, it's just, it makes so much sense that you have the most incredible like knowledge base yeah and like also the most incredible work ethic and like being able to go no matter what yeah like, that's incredible so, so one were you hoping rosewater would be in the crime scene kitchen since you cannot identify <laughs> it so well and it was in the kitchen and it was in one of the challenges it yeah, was, was, wait, no, was it? that was the strawberry cake so one of the one of oh. the um one of the mystery things was a rosewater simple syrup Yep. Oh, I don't even remember that in my neck. Because they didn't, they didn't air it. Maybe it didn't make it to air. They didn't that, air well, it. We were the only ones to get that. <laughs> oh my God. On, uh, on oh, the most beautiful oh, one of all time. The, the cutout cake. Yeah. Yes. Cake, yeah. Um, well, it's because you already you already dominated that one so yeah, much. Yeah. They, didn't need, they didn't need to add that detail. Okay. Well, <laughs> so my second. My second uh, I guess question from that is, and I, I just, I really think, yeah, what, what you all just said is, is so illuminating as far as like, you heard me preach throughout this, throughout our series so far, like how important mental toughness is mm -hmm. and how I, you know, I, I really think we, it was very clear why you two won is because, you know, you, you just were able to deal with so many things. And I think hearing you talk about how the, the people you've served, the, the, the restaurants you've been in, the situations you've been in, you've done so many things in your lives that Curtis, Yolanda, and Joel aren't as intimidating, didn't seem as intimidating to you as they may have been to other people. Do you think that sounds, does that resonate at all? Oh, that's so not true. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Curtis um, freaked me out. I was nervous the entire time. You have to understand that Yes, we are bakers. Yes, we've done all of these things, but also nobody sees us. Mm -hmm. You know, wow. nobody sees me. I'm I'm in the kitchen before most people get up, you know, in the morning and start their day. My product goes out after I've already left the building. Mm -hmm. So I never see anyone's oh. face or their reactions. Occasionally, <laughs> you know, even when I drop wedding cakes off and stuff, and it's very seldom that I stay at someone's function. You know, whatever their occasion is, I, I'm uncomfortable with it. Um, uh, you know, even if I am a guest, because then there's conversations instead of me being present and actually enjoying it. So, yes, no, Yolanda and Curtis, like, freaked us out. Like, which yeah. I, and then, I mean, knows what like, I am. look at who they are. You know, what I mean, these are people tasting your food and you think you're this great cook or you think you're this great baker. And their critiques would humble you, you know what I mean? And you want to present the best possible product for sure, always. And when they loved it, you know, we were, you couldn't tell us, <laughs> you know, and you know, you, it's like, you just, you know, you want, you know, them to be happy what you make. So yeah, there is not, no matter how much experience we have, nah, like you, you still going to be shaking until, until you get that that critique okay all right wow. one more thing one more thing on 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 this and then i want to get to how you two met so uh barack michelle favorite desserts go um so i made a cake for okay. i did barack obama's birthday cake um oh which was which was an olive oil cake with um a citrus olive oil cake 
I believe it was chocolate ganache um, and a citrus buttercream. And I believe he ate a sliver of it. At the time, I found out that he was um, actually on a diet. I think this was around the time he was also um, giving up cigarettes. So (laughs) I know it's something he struggled with. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So did, did he even request those flavors then or did, did someone else order that? Do you know? That part, I do not know. Okay. I think it was, I think it was more so like, you know, it's his birthday. We want to make sure that he has a cake, Something. you know, yeah, yeah whatever yeah. you feel comfortable with, you know, do what you feel, you know, is best. And so that's what we did. So you got to show off on that a little bit. Did- Just slightly, but within moderations and, and sure. that comes with, and when I say with moderations, that comes with, um, at the time I was working for a catering company and you have to take into consideration you're not the one who um, is setting up the cake. Oh, you know, so when you see, when you see stuff on, on social media or Facebook or wherever, you know, those cakes a lot of times are right there. And, you know, for, for other bakers, you know, we go off site. Amber goes off site. I go off site. I'm the person that delivers the cake. I'm the person that puts all the decorations on the cake. You have to take in humidity. You have to take in where is the cake going to be stored? Um, how long will, how far does it have to travel? You know, and you might not necessarily have like a, um, what's that new invention now, a safe cake box. You may just have what's called a cambro in a sheet pan. And you have to figure out how your um, the cooks, the chefs for those parties are going to move your cake from one oh, cambro, man. then to put it on a table and decorate it and set it up. And then so with that, you have to sometimes know your chefs and know um, <laughs> what their skill set is. Wow. Because it know, wasn't and- complicated enough already. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So those, those are just yeah so i mean it's done within moderation you know it made sure they had like um his number on there happy birthday there's conversations that had you know sometimes you, i think i took a photo of what i wanted it to look like once it arrived and then had to trust that the chefs assembled it properly yeah okay wow <laughs> wow and then amber did you cook for michelle yeah so we did a family style strawberry rhubarb um crostata topped with a ginger ice cream Come on, strawberry rhubarb crostata with a ginger ice cream. Mm-hmm. Once again, you know that's my favorite. You know, strawberry <laughs> rhubarb is my favorite. I've been walking around with strawberry yeah. rhubarb in my purse all week. I know, you and know? I'm like, why is it still in your purse? <laughs> I don't know. I finally took it out. I finally took it out. What's <laughs> a crostata? Hmm? What is a crostata? So it's basically like an open face pie type situation. Um, and it kind well, the how we did it, it looked like... Um, we put it in a copper pan and it was filled with the filling and then it had the crostata topping. You can do it like rolled out or you can do like a, a crumble situation on top of that. And it's served warm. And then we put the um, scoops and scoops of ginger ice cream on top of it. Wow. It reminds you of a galette. Mm-hmm. Oh, like a yeah, galette. Reminds you of a galette. Yeah. Okay. You've seen a galette. Yeah. And did she order that or was that, was that something that you were just given free reign on? No, I think that like it was a prefix menu that we presented for them and that's just what they chose. Okay. Yeah. All right. It wasn't, she didn't specially request anything. Okay. Okay. Sounds amazing. (laughs) Money, please. Hey fam, it's Christine here. I just wanted to let you know about some of our other things that Power Teen Studios is making right now. We have another podcast called Hell's Podcast, The Ramsey Report. Now that podcast is not as family friendly as our others, but it is basically Nick and I are rewatching all of Gordon Ramsey's television shows, which is like, you know, between 20 and like a 
billion shows recapping them reviewing them we're like fans of the shows and we also have a few criticisms sometimes too but if you're into Gordon Ramsay shows um, I think you would really enjoy it Hell's Podcast comes out every Friday we also have the Power Teen Trivia Podcast this one is our flagship podcast and it's been in the works for actually like three years Nick and I used to have a pub trivia company locally here in Florida but um, when COVID happened of course you know that took a toll so uh, we really wanted to make a podcast out of our trivia games so we finally have it's two trivia teens and they battle it out for trivia supremacy it is a blast we do it like a real game show and uh, we really think y'all will enjoy it it's general trivia so it definitely has stuff that would appeal to everyone and you can play along from home and it is completely family friendly we're putting those out every other tuesday alternating with crumb shoes so be sure to check out our other podcasts also i just want to remind you we have a patreon if you would like to uh, support us in any kind of monetary way that would be super amazing um, we have three tiers there's a three dollar a month a five dollar a month and a seven dollar a month at the five dollar a month tier you get a monthly shout out on our podcasts and at the seven dollar a month tier you get entered in a drawing where you can win a an hour-long chess lesson with Nick, who is awesome at chess, or an hour-long baking session with yours truly, and I'm, you know, pretty good at baking. So be sure to check us out on Patreon under Power Team Studios. And more than anything, we want to say thank you. Thank you for listening to this. Thank you for everything. Um, any way that you can support us, including listening, is the greatest thing, and we appreciate you so much. So you two then are both working in Baltimore and uh, are you, do you have your own businesses yet when you get called to do this women of color in, 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 in cooking? How, so wh where were you at the time and how, what was the meeting like? Reenact it, play by play. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we met at the shoot, I didn't have my business yet. You know, I was working for uh, a restaurant here in Baltimore um, as an executive pastry chef. But I know that, um, you know, Yaz can tell you, but she was working and doing cocoa and nuts at the time. Is that correct? Yeah, so I've, all, yeah, I've been doing cocoa and nuts pastries for quite a while now, but I'm a hustler, so I also have another job. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. usually have another job on top of that job. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, so cocoa and nuts <laughs> was very much in effect. Um this photo shoot came about. I was already bummed when I missed the, the first one, but I had set intentions for that year of I am going to meet um, as many pastry chefs that I can find. And I'm going to this and I'm going to be loud. I told myself, like, I'm going to be loud. I'm going to introduce myself, speak, network, do all the things that I can to bring more people into my circle, right? Since I've been doing this for you know, a good amount of time and didn't know a whole lot of bakers. And so, and that's what happened. I walked in that room and yelled out. And um, I mean, it was a lot of women in it that really room. Was. And yeah. I said, where are all my pastry chefs at? And there were none. Yeah, it was at least 80, wow. 80 people. 80 yeah, people. yeah, there were none. And it wasn't until like later in the evening um, right before we were about to take the photo, I saw Amber because she had her chef jacket on. We all had our chef jackets on, but embroidered with her title. And I was like, huh, finally. And oh. I made it a point, you know, like, hey, I know you. You don't know me, but we're very similar. Um, we have mutual friends. You know, if you're in the industry, you know, people by association of somebody else. And it could be, you know, like the delivery person. Um, so it's like, I think we should meet. I think we should have a conversation. Our, our lives are probably very parallel and, um, yeah, let's get to know each other. And she was open to that. She was open. To, and that's big. You know what I mean? That's at, at a certain age is 
how do you make a friend? How do you make friends? <laughs> yeah. How do we do this? You know, do I throw a jump rope at you and be like, play with me? Like, what do we do? Like, <laughs> yeah. And how do you, how do you, um, like, you can say, oh, I'm going to, um, yeah, we should, we should hook up. Yeah, we should have lunch or something or have a cup of coffee. And how often do you say that? And it doesn't happen. Yeah. And um, in our case, it was, it was that, but it wasn't. Yeah, it was that and it wasn't. Um, by that point, I think Amber had did another show or I did another show. And uh, we both congratulated each other. Just kind of like, hey, I see you. I see you. I see what you're doing. You know, that situation and the pandemic hit. Yeah, I had just did Chop. That's what it was. I was like, what show did I just do? Yeah. Yeah, you did Chop and you invited me to your watch party. And I was oh, like, yeah. nine o'clock. That's a little late. I'm a <laughs> I got to go to bed. <laughs> That's like us. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and then the show that I was on aired, I was on Best Baker in America, aired and she she came to mind. And um by then we were cut where we what was the pandemic? Um yeah, so before, before. And um when the, yeah, when the pandemic happened, it was kind of like, hey, what's going on with your business? Mm-hmm. You know, here's what's going on with mine. How do we hold each other accountable? And that's what really oh. like solidified the relationship, the friendship of, you know, all right, what are you doing to make money? This is what I'm doing. How can we expand that? But we had always shared like, hey, I have this event going on. Do you want to be a part of it? Yeah, I can be a part of it. I'm going to drop off some desserts. Okay, well, I'm working it. You know, it was it was like that you know very yeah. cordial and yeah. very professional but once that pandemic hit you know after that first cup of coffee we were like all right yeah we're frilling each other out and then it was like man forget coffee you want some tacos and tequila right. yes. <laughs> you need the hard liquor <laughs> like, yeah we need the hard that's real friendship going on. Yeah. yeah and and that's what's been going on ever since it's, it's been um still hey i have this event going on you know do you have this how are you making you know have you tried this app out you know how are you paying your customers how are you you know all all of these things how are you send out invoices hey have you checked this out like we still have conversations um uh-huh. that way and so it's nice to have if anybody out there is listening it's always nice to have find yourself an accountability partner for anything in life um find out find somebody who either knows knows more than you um that's a plus or find out find somebody who you can um I guess build with and I'm not necessarily saying you have to know more than you but they should know pick up fill in the gaps of the things that you don't know and I think that's what that yeah that's what works for Amber and I um and you know as you can hear we we come from two different backgrounds we're very similar and we fill in the gaps and we've been doing this now to where, oh, she doesn't want to do this or I don't want to do that. It doesn't matter because Amber's already done it for me and vice versa. I've already done it for her. So we've kind of figured out like our strengths and weaknesses. And that's basically what you saw on the show. Because up until that point, we had not baked together. Mm-hmm. Wow. wow. Yeah, yeah, that donut challenge was the very first challenge. <laughs> oh my God, that's insane. <laughs> And that wasn't yeah. even baking. So you still didn't get to bake to the second challenge. <laughs> oh, was yeah, like yeah, yeah. Is it frying yes. and baking on that? I can't, I don't know. It's not, we hadn't been in the kitchen together. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we just, everything, everything that we had done together had been, this is, these are the tasks that I'm going to do. This is a test. And then we would just bring our items together and sell huh. them or send them out or something like that. But we had never, you know, did not know how each other moved in the kitchen. Wow. That's amazing. Well, and it's, I mean, you all knew each other so well in other ways. I'm sure that that like really helped, you know, like. Yeah, um, like you said, we have to kind of have the same mentality. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, That's where the connection happening. And I feel like once you get a certain age, you're looking for somebody that shares your mentality. Because if they don't, you just really don't have time. Like, I just. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, we be on the same wavelength because I, I don't have time for anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I> <laughs> Adulting is hard, people. Oh, it's hard. Oh, I don't, I don't oh. need, I don't need added stress. Like let's, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's absolutely. Thought process, but yeah. 
Um, so that was that 2019 then that you met since it was right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. It was 2019. Oh, I, wow. just, I just did chop. Yep, it was 2019. Because wow. it seems like so much longer that you've known each other. Like I know. Before that is that amazing together. So that's that's so cool. I love hearing the story of just like sort of the intentionality and just sort of like finding someone with a matching kind of like intentionality for their life. And being able mm-hmm. to bolster each other in that way and um i yeah like having accountability partner and i just i think that's so wonderful and definitely something we should all be looking for um because yeah just that like facing my day with intentionality hasn't been like a mm-hmm. new thing to me this year and it's like life-changing mm-hmm. um, so i think yeah. that is so cool that is totally friendship goals but can yeah, you call it accountability, accountability buddy? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I love it. I love That's it. That's from South Park. I stole it. He stole it. Um, uh, um, so, so it's been then four years, like less than four years that you've known each other, even now. <laughs> so, less than three years when you went in the crime scene kitchen together. So, you're kind of working with each other, bouncing ideas off each other. Um, who how did you find out about Crime Scene Kitchen? Um, so me, I <laughs> I hit her up <laughs> basically yep. like, hey, you want to do another show? Because you know, you know, a lot of times once you do a show, you kind of have, P- depending on your experience, you got PTSD, and you're like, I don't want to do another show, or I need some time before I do another mm-hmm. show. Um, and so I wasn't sure if she would be into it, and plus, you needed somebody that could possibly be gone away from their business, their home, their family, everything for like two months. Yeah. Um, and at that time, you know, we're coming out of the pandemic. And so people are going back to work and they needing to make, you know, their money. So I wasn't sure, but this was her year of yes. And so, you know, she was like, yeah, sure. Um, and I was actually in talks to do season one. And from everything I heard about season one, I'm actually glad that I didn't do season one. They got most of the kinks out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> With my friend Lennon, but it didn't happen and it didn't happen for a reason because I was supposed to go on season two and be with Yes, you know? Um, and so that <laughs> and so, you know, that's 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 what how it was meant to be. Wow. Wow. That's, that's amazing. amazing. Uh so uh so did they since so you've both done reality shows before, right? So what what have you each done? Let's start with that. Um, so I did Holiday Baking Championship on the Food Network. I did Chop Sweets on the Food Network. I did Beat Bobby Flay on the Food Network, and then I did Crime Scene Kitchen. Okay. Wow! Wow! So I've got to check. I've got to check these other ones out. Yeah, like I saw the first couple seasons of Holiday Baking Championship. I feel like what season did you do? Three. Oh wow, <laughs> man, that's what I, I didn't. Right <laughs> when you did, we're gonna have to watch it now. Yeah. Okay. And um, yeah, what have you done? I did um, Best Baker in America season four. Yeah. Okay. Season four. Yeah. I haven't seen that. I'm sure it's amazing. Okay. So, so uh, were you approached by like an agency then, Amber? Yeah. So um, a casting agency actually contacted me on LinkedIn to get on my first show. And once I did my first show with them, then you're in their pool. And mm-hmm. so if something comes up, Pace related, they would always like send me a message. Hey, you know, this is out there. Do you want to be considered for it? Um, a lot of it, I was like, no. But the ones that I, you know, I did, they they brought it to me first. Okay, all right. After I applied for Holly Baking Championship, yeah, yeah. Okay, and and yeah, Zebra was making it seem like she wasn't sure if you were going to do it. So, did you not like your first experience as much, or or were you excited to do another show? <laughs> um, two things. So the first, uh, so when I went out for Best Baker in America, I was super excited. I had everything ready to go. I was like, I was pumped. And right before the first taping of the episode, the pandemic started. (sighs) And so they had to get us out. They had to get us out. And um, we had to wait a whole year you know, before we attempted to do the show, the season. And um, it was like the whole process started all over again. And so we all know what we were like being in a house for a year. Um, You know, 
gear levels, everything changed. And then I think I, I feel like I almost, we waited almost a whole year for the the season, the show to air. And um, by then it was like, well, I've been in this for a while now, <laughs> for a while now. And, um, you know, I've been, I had been asked quite a few times to do several different types Sorry. of shows. It had to be the right show. It had to be the right show. It had to be a fun, it had to be a fun show. It had to be a way to um, not feel, I guess, like competing. Hmm. Does that, does that make sense? And so um, once I saw Crime Scene Kitchen, Amber told me about it and I saw Crime Scene Kitchen, I was like, oh, this is fun. This is, this is my wheelhouse. Yes. Solving crimes and baking at, oh, I do this every day at work. You know, so it's like fun. It's like, oh, yeah, it's more like, oh, so I get to, I get to figure out what was made in the kitchen. I do that every day when I get in the kitchen before the cooks. So it was like, okay, I can figure this out. Yeah. You know, or, or you figure it out before the, the, the next shift, like whatever baker was in the kitchen before you, you have to come behind them and figure out what was, um, what did they make today before you start your production? And so I was like, well, I can do this. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you love Columbo. Like, yes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, so, so Amber gets the call. Amber calls Yaz, you two agree to go on. What is the onboarding process like? Or were there auditions? Uh, what what was that process like? Um, so we we had to do, I think like a phone interview, uh, or like a Zoom interview, and then um we had to bake something. Um, and then we <laughs> we advocated something else we had to do but once we were cast we we had to do like an evaluation of our mental space (laughs) so we both finished it like are we crazy (laughs) like do i need therapy like like it was just like but of course you know they're dotting their t's and crossing their eyes making sure they don't have nobody that's gonna cause any issues on set but man, I'm I'm t- I felt so vulnerable and exposed. Oh. Like, like what else? What else? Yeah, we had to we had to sit with that for a while. I just was trying to bake and solve crime. Like, yes. <laughs> Why am I laying on this couch telling you about my childhood traumas? I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I think my baking trauma really didn't even come in the industry. My baking trauma came in culinary school when my sugar showpiece fell before it was time to be displayed. And I, yeah, I, I remember I was putting it together and I was super, super proud of it. And it was beautiful. And I walked away from the table to go get something to drink. And I heard this crash. And I knew it was like, I didn't even, like there were 12 people in my this this particular class. And I knew that it was mine without even turning around. And I just proceeded to continue to walk out the door (laughs) on the floor and just start crying. Like all this work, all this work I just did on this sugar show piece and the joint is laying on the floor and I gotta clean it up. And I gotta clean it up. Oh, you have to clean it up. They should have someone else to do that when you're. No, that's you. You, you learn every. Life. You learn every position in the kitchen. Okay, mm-hmm. that means you. Your yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. My so. feelings. Are Don't laugh at me. Yes. <laughs> Y'all can hear it, but she's laughing at me. I was so I am laughing, but I'm just going to say this. Until you have had made a sugar uh, ice carving, and then have your chef come through to think he's going to put your name in it and he spells it with a j and not a y get out of here (laughs) yes for those of you those of you who are listening my name is spelled with a y that's yasmine not jasmine and so yes that was my showpiece experience Wow, that's not forgivable. Like, no. like you know, like some spelling errors I understand, but that's awful. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, no, that's the first letter. Yeah. <laughs> right, you started off wrong. You started off wrong. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. (laughs) So you get to Atlanta. uh, You're doing the show. uh, You're, you know, you're probably getting sequestered to your hotel room for most of the time. But what, uh, what instruction are you given? And what, were there any immediate surprises as far as like how it was going to work, how the whole thing was going to go down? No. Okay. I think week one was like, don't talk to the other contestants. They were very adamant about us not like congregating together. Um, if they ever saw us together, that you know, the PAs would come and tell us to move tables. And so we would literally, instead of being at the same table, we would be at the tables next to each other. <laughs> um, they they were they were really they were really um pretty big about trying to just really keep us apart and also not mingling. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Did you ever see the other contestants at Target? Because (laughs) we know you're allowed to go to Target. So, um, no, I mean, we didn't film on the same day, so we did not really know who was in the self-taught group until really emerged, or you may have saw a picture of them hanging up in um, one of the trailers like wardrobe or something like that oh. and so you really didn't see them in the hotel um you know if you listen to big files you know you heard uh t say that he saw me in the elevator oh, i yeah. did not i did not know he was a contestant you know on the show for um a good while a good while we never saw charlie and stephanie mm-hmm. um except one time and we only saw stephanie yeah, we, we yeah. So until the wow. teams merged, we never saw Cherry. Uh-huh. Wow, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Mm-hmm. I think we saw Camilla, like you said, at at Target or Publix, one of the two. I can't remember. I feel like, oh, maybe I feel like I saw saw Camille. Yeah, well, they were across the hall. They were my, they were across the hall from me. Yeah, but I yeah. don't think we saw you know mostly everybody like that for a while. So I know we've like heard and learned from different sources, like, you know, there's the culinary team there and I guess like they're the ones who set up everything, but then you can also ask them for things. So I guess I, I was just thinking, cause you all have said a couple of times now, it just didn't occur to you to go to the culinary for things. Yeah. Like, do they, do they say from the very beginning, like what you can do as far as the culinary team or what you're allowed to ask for? You can ask for anything, whether or not they're gonna give it to you. That's a different story. But you, right. you, can, mm-hmm. you can ask. You can ask for what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, Did but, you just find yourselves not going to them as often? Did you just try to use whatever was was immediately available, or did you still go to them for for things? On a regular um, basis, I'm gonna say Amber went. It just never occurred. A lot of times, stuff did not occur mm-hmm. to me to ask for it. It was just kind of like let's just make it work. Oh, we have what we need in this kitchen to make it work. And Amber would mm-hmm. say. Oh, no, I'm going to ask for this. And I'll be like, why? And she would have to explain to me, <laughs> you know, like, why? And, oh, this would, this could go. And I'm like, oh, well, we can just make it, you know, right here. I'm very, I'm really a. And I'm make like, it you know, we, but we don't have to. Yeah, and that, that is a lot <laughs> but of. We don't have to. We don't have to. You know, we don't got to make that right. Like, yeah, you I had to deprogram myself. She was deprogramming me the entire season of yeah. you know we don't have to yet I was like, and you I was know like, we only have so much time in this kitchen right we don't we don't got to do that yeah. that's <laughs> funny. well again that's that's where you complement each other right and you you pick each other up and you know where you have different strengths and weaknesses that's really cool wow nick you really asked some great questions there why thank you i, I don't really know where i'm going with that because it's just me talking to myself but Anyway, wow, um, my mind is blown just from that first hour of conversation, and we've got another good hour and a half left to go, because as you can tell, we're just getting into Crime Scene Kitchen, and there's so much great insight that we're going to get, but this episode is so big, we just had to split it up into two parts, so you're going to get the rest next week. I know pretty much, for the most part, we're going to go every other week, but we wanted to give you this one next week. We didn't want to make you wait two whole weeks to get part two of this incredible interview with Amber and Yaz. So, next week, next Tuesday, part two of this interview, and we're going to talk so much of the nitty-gritty details from the champions of Crime Scene Kitchen 2 about their experience. They have comments on every 
single dessert they took part in. You do not want to miss this. Uh, so with that, how do we always end this, Christine? Oh, um, just me. Um, thank, thank you so much, Crumb Shoes. You're I think that's how she does it. Good night, everybody. This has been a Power Team Studios production.